Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This week we'll start with a crop report. A lot of you have been asking where this crop stands, I assume for marketing purposes. Uh, start with Matt out there near Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They received 8.2 inches of rain from Thursday through Monday last week. Areas to the southwest of them getting as high as 13 inches. This has brought a halt to the spraying and the side dressing. Some of the low-lying ground will be in trouble. The crop looks excellent. Corn is waist-high. Beans are rocking. They're April-planted beans with maturities ranging from 1.8 to 3.1 all-flowered pre-solses. As of now, Matt is thinking an above-average crop. He said he's traveled to Minneapolis and said the crop looks similar up and back. Uh, moving up to the north central Iowa, up there at Osage where Joe's at, he said, he said too, the corn for the most part looks phenomenal. Corn is in that V7 to V8 and really popping. They had an easy spring somewhat with hardly no replant of corn or beans. They are dealing with the surplus of water. It's raining on a weekly basis. Beans overall, he said, look good, but not as good as the corn crop. The beans have been caught in the carbon penalty for a couple weeks and are kind of standing still. If the season holds together, though, he says they have the foundation to hit it out of the park. Talking with Ray in northwest Ohio, he said they're very tight on water. They had it from two-tenths to four-tenths out of this last week's rain event. Corn is about V5 to V6 and is still in the ugly corn stage, looking yellow, most of this was prevented plant ground last year. Beans are above average, looking good, and don't seem to be bothered by the dry weather. Slide south uh, to Ed down there in southeast Ohio. Ed said they got from an inch and a half of rain last week out of that event. It was desperately needed. Um, on the later planted corn, they were caught in the rootless corn stage. His barley went through four freezes, but still yielding good. Um, the wheat suffered bigger losses from the freezes. They're about half done with the barley harvest. He said it looks like the yield and the quality are better than last year, and last year it was good. Straw production is about double what they expected. The ground is so cracked and dried uh, that they can't get the bean planter in the ground behind the barley. Ed is hoping this last rain will allow them to get their double crop beans planted. Ed said their beans planted in April did not flower pre-solstice. They're planting three twos to three nines. Most of them are three eights and three nines. And again, believing it's due to the very cold weather, they just couldn't get any growth out of that. Here in the state, uh, we continue to improve in most areas. Um, most areas got anywhere from a half inch to up over four inches. Talking with the guys down in Winchester, uh, crops are looking good down there. Again, can use some moisture, uh, but crops holding together as they move up to uh, the New Berlin area. Corn is rolling uh, and looking for some moisture uh, to keep it moving in the right track. Talk with Jeff up at Ritchie Grain, Wilmington. They got from three quarters of an inch to 2.9 inches. Jeff said they were pretty tight on water before the rain. Crops are all over the board. Corn and beans being planted from April through June and replanting in between. Most fields, he said, have some replant. Uh, the early beans up there, he says, look the best. 
He thought next week they would wrap up their side dressing and maybe in the week after some of the spraying. Bubba at Helena up at Grand Ridge said they got three quarters to two inches across their territory. They too were tight on water. Bubba said they had large cracks in the fields. Even in the areas where they got two inches, they were only out a day as far as field work. His area has very little replant and Bubba believes they are on track for an above average crop in both corn and beans. Mark over at Sunag, Tazewell County, said they got from three-tenths to two inches, but about 75% of his territory were more on the drier side. Mark says they need water. They're dealing with rootless corn, and they are cultivating some fields to offset it. 1.2 inches seems to be a pretty common rain amount throughout the state. This was a godsend on our later planted corn. A lot of this corn was up against the rootless corn syndrome. Being too dry to develop corn roots, several growers were row crop cultivating to roll soil around the base of that crop, trying to close up those open slots and get the roots established. In many cases, it took two passes, one to break some loose soil loose and the next one to go faster and roll it around the plant. Growers have asked, what good does this do if the soil is so dry the roots will not grow anyway? Well, this is true for crown roots, but brace roots... They'll grow in the air. They don't need soil or they don't need moisture. But they will fire off if you roll soil around the node where they're sitting. And they don't need moisture to do this. They will actually initiate growth. If we leave that open slot exposed, it'll get wider and plants will eventually tip over if it gets taller. In some cases, guys have had some corn that's already tipped over. Unfortunately, it'll get covered up when you're cultivating it, but you need to do this to to save the rest of the stand. A lot of guys wondering, how did we go from ideal planting to rootless corn so quick? Hmm. That was a function of what you'd call June weather. High temperatures in the 90s plus, low humidity, and a constant breeze. ET rates are very high, pulling out all the surface moisture, which is not a problem if you have depth of root. Compaction issues like wheel tracks are showing up pretty strong with the corn rolling. A question that we got a lot was, how much has this rootless corn hurt the yield? Well, this depends on how much stress it brings to the corn. If it only got floppy, but does not show water stress, the damage is more cosmetic. If it rolled and turned a green kind of ash color, ear girth is going to be reduced, especially if it's a G hybrid. If you received an inch of rain this past week, it probably has already fixed itself. Digging in some of these fields, they're putting on an inch of root per day. For our June planted corn, this was a high dollar rain. As I travel the state, while the crops are improving, it's still the good field that catches your eye. Most fields have some replant, poor stands, planted late, you name it. The crop now looks better from the road than it does out in the field, while earlier it looked bad from both the road and while you're out in the field. Got several calls about the yellowing in the beans and the stunting. This again is the carbon penalty playing out in the beans. The only problem while you're stuck in the carbon penalty, they grow slow. They take longer to get to V4. Once they get to V4, they'll start to come out of it. Its effect on yield, really not significant. With all the different planting dates in both crops, 
as well as herbicide trait packages we are dealing with, um, we have a high number of service calls on damaged crops this year. One big area is when the ponds get replanted. Growers load the planter or the drill and they're jumping around from farm to farm filling in these holes. The problem is that they're not always matching up their herbicide traits. Extend and Enlist are not the same product. So keep good records of both the first planting and the replanted ponds. Other issues showing up with beans and corn being planted from April 4th to June 4th, most retailers and farmers are spraying both crops at the same time, sometimes bouncing back and forth throughout the day. We need to be sure sprayers, tenders, fill hoses, chemical inductors, they're all getting flushed. Make a spray plan and stick to that plan. On the bug front, June 24th, we saw the first Japanese beetles. Believe me, numbers will continue to grow from here. Do not forget to scout your non-GMO corn for corn borer. I'll have Zach put up a corn borer worksheet on the webpage so you can use it to find your thresholds. The first wave of nitrate testing is coming to an end. Great job on getting them pulled. I'm really impressed with how many of you pulled nitrates this year. That was a good thing based on how much N we lost uh, from those early rains. There will be another round coming through on the June planted corn. I expect fields to show less loss with the end put on closer to planting. There will also be a batch coming through for the taller wide drop corn. Don't forget to put the stage of your crop on the submittal because we'll need that to be able to count up how much is already in the plant when we're putting your recommendation together. The soil testing crews are winding down the summer testing. If you haven't turned in your acres, you need to get that done now. The crew is zeroing in on a record year for summer testing acres. For this, we owe a big thank you to all of our loyal customers who continue to use our service, as well as a number of new customers who have joined the CropTech fold. We're looking forward to serving you, so you will become a loyal customer as well. Several customers are helping us document flowering habits of the beans, so we're on a flower watch. Uh, and that'll be a neat information to have as we match it up with yield data this fall. Here at CropTech, our 2125s and 35s all flowered pre-solsus, but our 41s did not. Our 21 and 25s are at V6, R2, and they are stacked tight with flowers. Our vertical till, strip till uh, beans, they did flower pre-solsus. The same bean planted in no-till did not. I assume that, again, is a factor of cold soils. While we are on flower watch, Janine has informed me she has already picked green beans from the garden. That's just off the plants that survived through the freeze. I think she's hinting that she's a better bean grower than we are, guys. This may be payback for the bean bouquet I gave her. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.